Aloha, aloha. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. And I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, and I am also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Certification Course. You can find out more information about this at holistichealthmastery.com. And I also want to encourage everybody, if you've been listening to the show and you enjoy the show, even if this is your first time but you're really catching on and you're enjoying what you're listening to or what you're about to listen to, I should say, I would really love it if you would take a moment to go to iTunes and type in the official Ronnie Landis podcast and write a quick review. These reviews, I personally read all the reviews that that listeners leave so I can get feedback on how we're doing with the show, how it is serving and being communicated to all of you, how you're receiving it and all the guests that we're bringing on. And then it also helps to boost up our ratings. And the only reason that I actually care about that is because it gets out to bigger audiences that's kind of how the iTunes rating system works is that the more reviews and especially positive reviews that people leave on a podcast, it ups the ranking. I don't care about the ranking. I just want this show to get out to more and more people. So I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to do that. And moving on to today's episode, this is a just a beautiful interview really. A beautiful conversation with a very dear friend of mine, Cheyenne Joy Aziz. And Cheyenne is the co-producer of one of the most influential documentary-style movies that had ever graced my path about five or six years ago called Discover the Gift. This was such a powerful and pivotal, 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 that's not a word, pivotal movie In my life, when I was in a stage in my professional direction where I wasn't totally confident in becoming a fully-fledged nutrition educator and strategist and doing what I do now, I wasn't totally sure if this was exactly the direction I wanted to fully commit myself to. And this movie helped me solidify my direction. And I literally drove six to seven hours all the way to Los Angeles to see the premiere of this movie. That's how much it affected me, and that's how much I believed in um, the message in this movie. So first of all, if you haven't seen Discover the Gift, you need to do that. You're for sure going to need to do that. Now, this conversation really chronicles Cheyenne, her journey, um, which is laid out in the movie, but her journey... Um, you know, which is just so inspiring. It's just, I don't even want to spoil any of it. It's just a super inspiring um, story of transformation, just of someone that was in one place of her life and really felt the call to serve at a much bigger level and to become, you know, the living embodiment of that vision that was inside her heart. And she has done that and so much more. Cheyenne's just this really amazing human being, amazing um, personal transformation coach and educator in the world, dynamic speaker, author, all that amazing stuff. I I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation, especially... For people that might have been going through maybe some tough roads in their life that are feeling kind of stuck, feeling like they're not sure what to do next, this interview is specifically for you. But anyone listening to this, you can get so much out of this. It's just, it's just a, you know, I, I could go on and on about it, but it was just a really powerful conversation. Um, and very passionate one. So without further ado, let me introduce Miss Cheyenne Joy Aziz. Enjoy. Cheyenne Joy Aziz is an award-winning international best-selling author, master educator, filmmaker, and motivational trainer and speaker. She is most passionate about creating a world where our children can thrive in a powerful and positive way. 
She is a mother, teacher, and first author and co-creator of the international best-selling book and film, Discover the Gift. It's why we are here. And you can find more about that at discoverthegift.com. Her book is published in 22 countries in 10 languages, and her film, which is in five languages in 10 countries, is now digitally distributed at GuyMTV TV throughout the United States and Canada. Cheyenne's ground... Cheyenne's groundwork for over 20 years as a progressive educator, school administrator, teacher, and counselor paved the way for her to become a leader within the transformational and peace-building communities. In a very short time, Cheyenne's global coaching and training program based on Discover the Gift has amassed a dedicated community of over 250 ambassadors, coaches, and trainers from around the globe actively engaging and sharing their gifts while inspiring others to do the same. And there is so much more about Cheyenne that we could say before we bring her on. But without further ado, let's just bring the the amazing woman on and dive into it. How are you doing? Yay, such a sweet introduction. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Wonderful. Happy to be here with you, Ronnie. It's awesome. It's been a long time that we've been being connected now. Absolutely. Um, you know, I just kind of got these little tickles uh, as I was as I was going through your your biography there because it just it made me remember of how you and me got connected originally and the effect that your documentary and your work on Discover the Gift had on me at such a pivotal point where. You know, I think like five years ago, um, maybe even a little bit longer for me remembering like when I really got the 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 call to do the work I do in the world and really realized that I need to take this on as an all encompassing mission of mine to spread the, the message of natural nutrition and holistic life and alternative healing therapies and really take it on as as an orator and write books and and all that cool stuff. And your film and your message made such a a impact on me at that time where it it gave me the, the conviction and the confidence to like really touch into that thing inside of me, the gift, I guess you, you would say inside of me and to live that life, you know, full on. So I'm so happy to reconnect with you and to share, you know, all the amazing things that you're up to with everybody. Yay. That sounds wonderful. I look forward to sharing and and connecting with everyone here and also outside of this arena. Mm. So the best place for us to start, I feel, is what inspired you to start the Discover the Gift journey? Hmm. That is a great question. Um, You know, ultimately, I believe we grow organically and that we don't grow in a linear fashion. Um, So I think there were many things that actually fed into how and why Discover the Gift was created in the way it was. Um, However, I think the piece that really lit the fire Um, between my brother and I, who is the co-creator, he's the director of the movie, and um, a lot of his personal story is what's highlighted so we can really watch how adversity can shift us and also support us to find our dark side and also support Mm -hmm. us to find our light. Um, And so my brother, being a Hollywood director, Damien Lichtenstein. Um, he made 3,000 Miles to Graceland. He wrote that and directed it and produced it. Um, stars Kevin Costner, a bunch of other people. So he was in Hollywood doing his big work and making these big movies. And he really likes to blow things up and make big explosions. <laughs> it's just true. <laughs> it's life, so. I, I, get, I get that feeling when, I, when I'm around him, when I meet him. He's very, yeah. he's very, he's amazing. I, I don't want to cut you off. I just, he... Yeah. Um, He's really a beautiful human being, but I, I just, for some reason, that seems to resonate for me, my impression of him. 
Yes, and he is a beautiful <laughs> human being and super powerful, and mm, um, mm, his energy mm. is definitely felt way before his physical body enters a space. Uh, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So what happened is that um, when we were young, we really had a lot of tragedy in our life, and um, mm. when I was 12, my mom died in a car accident, just randomly unexpected, and it happened to be the... Um, the, my friend's house I was spending the night at that night, her mother was the head of the rescue squad. Um, so she, they went and picked up my mom, and I was the first person in the family to find out. Wow. And so I ended up, um, you know, being that messenger for the family, and, uh, and that grew my humanitarian side. For my brother, he grew a, his creative side much more at that time. And so where the actual project was born was in a question when I was in a really big argument with my big brother um, because I was frustrated with him because his power and his energy is so phenomenal um, for the good or the bad, mm. <laughs> depending on his headspace and his heart space. Um, at that time, he's, you know, changed and transformed so phenomenally as we all do, you know, we're all evolution in action anyways. So, uh, what happened was I asked him because our life adversities, our mother died in a car accident when I was 12, he was 14. And then about less than 30 days later, our house that we grew up with her burned to the ground mm. and we lost everything, just everything that we can imagine to be true. Our stepfather had left right before she died and everything we knew as our life went away. Um, and finally, my brother and I had reconnected many years later and we were having a big argument and I finally said to him, hey, when is the man I know going to match the work he's doing in the world? Mm. Because right now it's not a match. Wow. And that's where Discover the Gift, the book, the movie, the, the global movement came from was that question. Mm. Um, and to my beautiful surprise, I have chills when I just said that, actually. To my beautiful surprise, he actually, he heard that, and he listened, and he took it in really deeply. Um, and he came back to me with a possibility a few years later. And um, so Discover the Gift was born out of a question. And part of what we believe because of that and because of that question, and when we came together as family again, you see, we ended up having to refine each other. And that's part of the beauty and the process of the story of discover the gift, which I will leave for people to discover is that sometimes in adversities, we lose track or lose touch with the people that are most important to us. And that is true of my brother and I, and it was in our reconnection that the power of possibility was reborn in me as his little sister. And so that's been a lot of the journey of Discover the Gift is really honoring our adversities and finding the blessings in disguise. Mm, wow. And, and the film so brilliantly depicts that, that um, the adversities that we all inevitably are going to go through and I, I really, one of the things that came up for me in that film as I'm, I'm recapping it in my mind, it's been a few years since I watched it, but I have watched it about 20 times. Mm -hmm. so, That's awesome. So Yay. I even it's, remember. It's timeless. Yeah, I it, love that. Me too. At least thousands. <laughs> it, it is timeless. And it's one of the unique documentary movies that has that lasting effect, that has that, that, um, yeah, that timelessness to it that I think is going to be relevant forever because it's 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 a universal telling of the human condition essentially. That's probably why it resonates so strongly for me and um, and anyone that I knew that I introduced it to. But it, yeah, so that conversation that you're mentioning between you and Damien, I remember that scene in the movie where where you're sharing that and he's he's also um talking about it as well and the different in the way that the 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 it's there's something different about this movie in its flow or or the way that I guess the way that it brings together the harmony of the adversity and the triumph in life right because a lot mm -hmm. of stuff out there is only focusing on 
the adversity, the problem. And a lot of stuff is focusing on only the love and light, so to speak, but doesn't really give mention or give acknowledgement to both ends of the equation, which essentially is is like from a healing perspective, I feel like both of those things have to be fully acknowledged for transformation to actually occur. Absolutely agreed. There is no light without dark. In fact, Mm. we don't even know what light is (laughs) unless we know what dark is, right? And we don't know what dark is unless we know what light is. Mm -hmm. And so what happens, and thank you for bringing this up because I think it's such a key piece and uh, a few things I want to chat about, and I'm going to go back Mm. to something else, but um, is that if we don't honor the burdens that we have in our mind. You see, part of why Discover the Gift actually works for the world and for people is there's a curriculum inside of it and it's built in and what was created first was this curriculum, which is, and then the story and everything else was created around it. But the curriculum is who are you, right? Who are you? Who am I? And not the surface of who you are, but that next level deeper, and then you get to that space of who am I at another deeper level. You know, if we all just took a moment, a nice deep breath in, and just center yourself, finding your natural breath, and slowly quieting your mind, you can ask yourself, who am I? And the question isn't, who are you based on what other people think and feel you are supposed to be? You see, now this is a key thing. It's actually, who are you? We are created out of our life experiences and what we've made those experiences mean. And the beauty of it is that as creatures that have choice and consciousness, we can create those meanings into anything we want moving forward. Right. So taking a moment and asking, who am I? The process is not surface and it's not even the next level deeper. It's the who am I asking it at least eight times. And who are you once you've stripped away all the shoulds, supposed tos? Who are you really authentically? And we're created from darkness. Right. We really are. If you think about your life's most poignant, memorable moments You know, they're often the ones that have lit you up in joy, but mostly what people remember and hold on to are the things that have harmed them, are their adversities, the things that, excuse me, burden their mind. And if we ignore those pieces of ourselves, we're ignoring the very essence of who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to honor the dark, right? To look at the places that doesn't feel good within you and go, wow, there's a blessing in that. And, uh, So, for example, when my mom was killed in a car accident, I was 12, and somehow in my being, it was obviously horrible. It's still horrible. I still cry. I'm 47 now, and I still cry sometimes because I miss my mom, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's okay, and it's normal, and I am spiritually very well together and emotionally together and physically together, and I still miss my mom, and it still hurts, and it's allowed to, you see? Mm -hmm allowed to so we have to honor that darkness and look for those blessings so my mom died and the most beautiful thing that occurred from that as silly as it sounds is that her three best friends took on pieces of parenting me I have a soul mama who has never left my side since my mom passed away and she's who I call for everything I have another mama that helps me with like a whole professional part of my brain and my being and I have another mom who's a total holistic health nut and Mm -hmm. she's like really into making sure my body is together and so what happened was I ended up getting four moms and if we can teach ourselves doesn't mean the pain's going to be any less immediately. It doesn't mean that we're not going to grieve our losses and the things that hurt. But if we can teach ourselves that there's a blessing in that for us, there's actually something there for you if we're willing to look, then all of a sudden that darkness gets to turn into light. And that's a piece of how we recondition our minds and emotions to live in a world where we can actually look for and see a gift. Mm. 
right? Or have the moment to be compassionate with that person that's yelling at you. And all you want to do is strike back. Believe you me, I want to strike back still sometimes with Mm -hmm. all the practice I have. My daughter teases me. She goes, oh, you call that compassionate road rage, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm compassionate about it. But, you know, if you threaten my family's well-being, there's going to be a reaction, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we can't disregard our humanness. I think that's really key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that answered your question. I, I, you're probably answering a lot of people's question right okay. there. And I think um, I think that question is something along the lines of what am I doing here? Who am I? How do I how do I transmute and alchemize my grief and pain and sorrow and potential anxiety around my current circumstances in life? These are the common questions that I I observe in the world that I observe with clients that I work with when I get underneath the layers of their cancer or their um, their metabolic syndrome or their thyroid issue or their adrenal issue, whatever. Obviously, those are physical manifestations um, of a root cause, and there's always a psycho-emotional um, or spiritual um, component to every physical ailment or imbalance. That's why it's called a dis-ease, right? Exactly. It's, an, it's out, We're out of ease. There's an agitation or a, or a stress component that's putting pressure on the system and creating the symptom of whatever you want to call it. And so this is what I've been distilling down in my work as a, as a nutrition specialist is getting deeper and deeper to the layers of what is the spiritual crisis going on? What is the conflict within somebody, the inner civil war, that's causing a stress on the physical um, vessel? And I think what you just what you just shared right there was that's what I. And anyways, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's what that's what came up for me. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Thank you. And this is a beautiful conversation. You know, it's. Uh... There's interesting. So many things just came up for me. One was the quality of the questions we ask ourselves Mm -hmm. determines the quality of the lives we live. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a real I'm going to say that again, because, you know, who am I? Who are you? What's your purpose? What brings you peace? What lights you up and inspires you? Mm. Notice the quality of the questions. Right. And when you ask quality questions, your brain and your heart and your being goes for quality answers. Right. Hmm. Do you want to eat that cheese? Right. That's a question that can have so many levels within that. Uh, I don't like cheese. I know you don't. No. <laughs> right. But it's like the quality of the questions we ask. And so it's really important when we ask, who am I or what's burdening me? Yeah. How can I serve? Um, so that's one thing I wanted to share. Um, and the other thing is a lot of people are burdened, and you brought that up, and burdened with anxiety and dis-ease in many different ways. And often if you're physically uncomfortable, it's it takes a lot for the mind to manage anything but that discomfort unless you've had a lot of practice with it. Um And I think a big thing that happens for many people and when and many of the clients and thousands of teachers and students and people I've worked with all through the years. When I uncover and unpeel the onions right with them, because we're part of our process of discovering ourselves is taking the layers off. Really, that's the going deeper. It's the unpeeling that onion skin, the layers, getting to that sweet spot of who you really are inside. Right. The authenticity of who you are. And so much of our society and our schooling and even the world, what happens is that we're very stuck on what's wrong with us. You know, what we focus on expands. I'm going to say that again. What you focus on expands. If you're looking at a piece of fruit and you keep looking just at that piece of fruit, that is going to take up all of your vision space. Because that's what happens in anything. What we focus on expands. And so what happens with our society is that we're taught what's wrong with us. 
from the very time when we first go to school, we get big red X's all over our papers. We're taught if you don't do this, then there's something wrong with you. If you don't stand in line properly, if your hands aren't at your sides, I can think of the ways in which we support mediocrity within our world. And then that's a conflict for the human spirit and human nature because we all want to naturally thrive. But when we're stuck in focusing about what's wrong with us, that burdens our mind and brings dis-ease to everything. And so the focus shift and the perspective shift in my belief is how can you start to notice when you're saying not kind things to yourself? How can you start to notice when you're not caring for yourself as a beautiful being so that you can shift that and and put that into the light, right? That's the balance of the dark and the light. Mm -hmm. So when we can notice that we're not being kind to ourselves, you have an A plus. In that noticing, it's like the best thing you can ever do for yourself and those around you. And then you replace that negative thought with a positive thought and feeling about yourself and what's happening and the people around you. That's one little trick that you can start to play with that helps balance out the dark and the light. Mm, yeah, thank yeah. you for that. I um, This is leading me into uh, returning back to the Discover the Gift um, and just your inner, kind of like some of the, the inner workings from your perspective on that whole dynamic. Um, I'm curious, what was the biggest or maybe set of lessons that you received from A, doing the movie, but also touring with it? Because I'm sure that that opened up a lot more perspective, actually touring with it, seeing people's mm -hmm. reactions, the people that were in it and meet, you know, hanging out with them or touring with them, whatever the case may have been. What are some of the, the biggest lessons or principles that have come out of that experience for you? That is a phenomenally wonderful question. <laughs> I really like it. It's, it's deep and it's really real because any journey brings new knowing, right? Mm. And new going aha moments. And uh, so thank you for asking that. Um, touring with Discover the Gift was one of the most um, life-changing experiences for me personally um, and also for others, but I'll speak for myself um, in many ways. One is um, my whole life I've been really frightened of flying. And in touring with Discover the Gift, I had to not face my fear. I actually had to every day step through my fear of not wanting to be on an airplane. Mm. And every day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day, I was flying. Jeez. And I, all of a sudden, in 11 weeks, I can't even tell you how many flights I was on, I had to come to terms with my greatest fear, which was being in an airplane and it not working somehow. Like, I just, for me, it's been an all, it's ever since I was little. So part of my massive growth with discover the gift was having to actually do my my own work even though I did it but at this really like wow my fear is right there in front of me every day for 11 weeks and I had to deal with it and the concept that came to me through that was we can't stand and face our fear if we stand and face it we get stuck oh because then we're standing there and we're facing it and we're looking at it and then it's scary and it gets bigger what we focus on expands mm -hmm. and that's when i got the concept of we actually have to step through our fear and to think about how language creates our world and the meaning we make based on the language that we're thinking and saying out loud and so that was one huge concept for me was one um I still don't love flying, but I, ha I do not have anxiety around it the way I used to. And I let go. I allowed what was going to be to be. And I got to practice that over and over and over again. And practice does make a difference, which is why, as you know, meditation, yoga, whether it's walking, drumming, art, whatever it is that you find that space where you have space in your mind and your being, that's your yoga, that's your meditation. And to make sure you're doing it, because that's how we, we learn to let go and to allow in many ways. So that was one key thing. 
was do not stand and face your fear. See it, acknowledge it, and step through it. Mm-hmm. There's so much power on the other side of that. And it's where we really find out who we are and what we're made of. Um, so that's one key thing. And the teamwork that came out of creating Discover the Gift, um, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, just like it takes a village to raise a child, one child, it does take a whole village. Yeah. It takes a phenomenal and huge, committed, caring, and compassionate community to come together and create something like Discover the Gift. From the technicians, the camera people, the editors, the this, the that, you name it. It was, you know, we have leaders of the project because every vision needs a leader. But the best leaders create everyone else around them to be leaders as well. Mm-hmm. So that to me is part of what happened was everyone got to lead their area with their gift. And that was really beautiful to see that in action on tour. And then we got back from tour and I was sitting down and I was just being with that 11 weeks and what that was like and how intense and out of nowhere, when I get big hits from some people might call it God, the universe, whatever that source is for you. When I get big hits, mine come in like blocks, like a big block with a lot of words in it. And then my job is to quickly, as fast as I can decipher those words Mm. The words that came to me after that when I was home and settled and feeling safe and really relaxed and like we did that was insight. The next word was intention. The next word was integrity. And the final word was involvement. Mm. And those were the concepts and the keys that I all of a sudden understood that I did not understand fully when I set out to create Discover the Gift. And so what came out of that to me was the beauty of really understanding how do we dive in deeply to our our soul, our real insight, right? our intuition. What is the process for actually getting there? And the question I get all the time is, Cheyenne, how do I know what's my authentic voice or the voice of what I think I'm supposed to do? Right? How do you know what's your authentic voice? And and that's also a process of discovering what's really true for you and making sure you don't lie to yourself. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we giggle all of us. I'm sure we got a lot of giggles on that because don't lie to yourself. And that, once you can do that, then you get to really source a life you love. You know, I have... A girlfriend of mine who at the age of 42 came out that that she loved women and wanted to be with women Mm. she sat and cried and cried like what is wrong with me she said I waited so long and I knew this was true of me the whole time but I was so afraid and what I want to say is we're creating a new paradigm in this world where it's good and powerful and positive to go for your passions and your gifts as long as they're not harming others. I want to be really clear about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your positive energy, your, your highest self often is fueled from your darkest moments, right? And finding those gifts and those blessings gives you so much energy to release those burdens and to heal. And I think that's really key. But don't lie to yourselves, everyone. The biggest mistakes I've made, too, are lying because you lose your life really quickly in that way. And then you wonder why you don't feel at peace. And we wonder why we're not happy. And often it's because we're not being real with ourselves. And when she chose to get real with herself about this, this was huge for this woman. She's living with like the super manly man, like a man of man's, a hunter, a this, a that, a, you know, been with this man for years. And she realized she loves women and she's actually already always known it. Once she stepped into that space of honoring what was true for her and that she actually wanted to live with a woman and have a life with another woman, her entire world changed. She found peace. Because the burden of trying to be who she wasn't was released. Wow. And that's part of discovering the gift. 
Mm-hmm. Is releasing. Right. Yeah, releasing everything that is not you in order to become who you actually are. Exactly. Mm. And the way I've discovered that with the eight steps of Discover the Gift, um, which is a really wonderful, positive, and very powerful coaching certification program, and we have coaches all over the world, um, many of them, and a very large following, not counting our coaches. I think social media is like insane, the following in different sites, but I don't care about that. What I care about is that the work that I'm doing and the work with the coaches that I certify that they're doing, that it's of high ethical and moral standards around really supporting others to live in their gifts and to discover their passions and activate life from that space. Because when we do that, we start inspiring other people to do the same. You know, people, sometimes people come to me and go, I want some of that. And I'm like, look behind me, like some of what? And they're like, no, some of that. How'd you get that? And I don't know what they're talking about. And what I've realized they've been talking about is congruency. Mm. Let's talk about that for a second. I Mm -hmm. feel like congruency is really the deal. I find for me, yeah, I find for me if I have any kind of conflict um, with something inside of myself, essentially it's me being incongruent Mm -hmm. with either, especially as a public figure now, with my message and with my own behavior, um, uh, maybe I'm experimenting with something or I'm just not actually totally embodying the full truth of my message. So therefore there's an incongruent vibration, Mm -hmm. um, and that can manifest in different ways. So I'd love to touch on that right there. Beautiful. I would as well. To me, that is the essence of living a life you love. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is getting really clear and authentic. And once you can be there, then you get to make choices that are congruent with who you really are and your belief systems. And then the people, the places, and the things you've been dreaming of and the things you've been dreaming of you didn't even know start to manifest, emerge, and appear because your perspective has shifted to a place where you can see them. And that's why congruency is so important. Mm. Part of what we're struggling with in our society right now with all of our elections and things coming up is that there's no congruency, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) It's, wait, you say this, you do that, and you want me to do this, right? So Mm. as teachers, as leaders, as public figures, as parents, as aunts, as uncles, as human beings... The best we can do for ourselves and those around us is to be congruent and authentic in positive and powerful ways. Mm. And I'm focusing on the positive because it's really, really easy for all of us to jump into our negativity. Every single person. Oh, yeah. The work is in the other. The work is in the balancing. Mm. And that's... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that this brings up a a few things, but one of the key uh, directions I'd love to take with you, because I know it's such a big passion of yours, Um, it was brought up in the movie um, from from your story of your passion for, I remember there was, and towards the end of the movie, there was a, a part where you were you were coming to terms with how passionate you were about art and teaching art and I remember you were painting mandalas and sharing that with children. Or no, I'm sorry, was oh, that that was that's not me. That, no, no but I just she's realized amazing. yeah, maybe there's a yeah. resonant energy, but I just realized like, oh wait, that wasn't Cheyenne, but I remember that scene though with that with that she's one woman. Amazing. Yeah, yep. and that was like her her um it's so funny. That was her like passion, but it had been kind of repressed, right? Yeah. And she hadn't fully given herself permission to really just to do what she loved. And I feel like so the word congruency becomes even more um, relevant um, in the terms of what I really want people to get from this is how they're able to discover their own authentic gift. Um, but as so as we're going down that, this is what I wanted to bring up. Um, as you're talking about public figures and how important it is for us to be congruent, to be in yeah. integrity and, and uh, 
word, deed, and mind. Um, how, how can each of us provide a better example for children growing up and the, the, essentially the, the youth that will take on all that we give them or all that's been given to us by past generations? Wow, that's, I love your questions. Yay. I really love your questions. The first thing that's showing up for me is be a safe space. Mm. Be a safe place for our youth. This is a big, scary world, bigger and scarier than it's ever been. They have more access to any information they could ever imagine in a second. And um, it's interesting, you know, Palo Alto in California, one of the richest richest communities in the world has the highest, which I just found out and I'm stunned, teen suicide rate. Like they're dropping like flies. And I'm like, wow, "Wow, a community with the most resources possible. Right? Wow. So what's missing from that community that their kids are wanting to die? And so the first thing is be a safe place. Be someone that whether you're an aunt, an uncle, a public figure, be accessible and available to the kids in your sphere and the youth. Because the truth is, like, as adults, I think sometimes we forget how much we mean to them and their, you know, young energy, which can be really big and throw some adults off. What I want to say is don't let that throw you off. Step in, lean in, be available say you care and you love them and that something's possible. And even just asking a simple question of how are you, right? Mm -hmm. That opens up the possibility and the dialogue to make a difference in the life of one child. And if you make the difference in the life of one child, you've done your life's work, right? That person grows up ideally and touches the lives of so many others. And if you've made a difference in that being's life, then that spark continues and never stops. Our children need us. They need us now more than ever, and they need their communities, and they need us to be available, and they need us to be understanding and to also have really clear boundaries Mm -hmm. so they know how to stay healthy and strong and whole. So be a safe place, and especially, you know, I'd say women and young men, but young men, and and because you're a male and we're discussing this, I want to have a little point out to the young men in our communities and our society Mm -hmm. is that we expect them to man up all the time, (laughs) right? We expect them to, you know, right? Yeah. We have these expectations of them. And the truth is, you know, I've been an educator and a school counselor for most of my life and, and sitting in rooms with young boys, with teenage boys and young men, the truth is, is they are just as sensitive as women, if not more sensitive. And they're told to man up and they're told to put that stuff away and not to feel and to just go out and be a man, you know, do that. Well, what are we doing to them Mm. when we do that? And what are we doing to the potential relationships for male and female and male to male and woman to woman? What are we doing for those relationships as they grow if we're not teaching them that who they are is wonderful, mm-hmm. that, that they have feelings, that they matter, right? And so it's really about being there and being accessible and caring because those are the simple things that really make a difference for all of us. Mm. So beautifully put. Yeah, that that's a very interesting thing about that idea of roles and gender gender positions Mm-hmm. And forced upon roles in society, this idea that men are always supposed to man up and just put your, you know, just wipe your tears and put your troubles to the side and move forward, you know, put it all on your shoulders, put the weight of the world on your shoulders. And I know what that feels like. And I definitely have have found that what you're talking about is that 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 equilibrium of how to approach, um, you know, uh, essentially like youthful stewardship is how I look at it. Like, you know, you don't force a plant 
into its its maturation. You don't force. You don't. You don't. Love that. You, you don't press the seed into the dirt forcefully. You have to nurture it. You have to fertilize it properly. You have to make sure it has the right um, uh, nutrients and in topsoil minerals and water and in love and care and sunlight. Essentially. The way that you grow a plant is through is through is through intense love and, and exactly, and then you allow it to grow organically. Right, I, I love that part. Is that you you do what you do, and then you give it over to God, so to speak. Yes, I, I love what this is so funny. I love what Wayne Dyer said about, um, you know, for nine months the parents will pray to God for a healthy child. But after nine months, then they'll say, okay, God, we got it from here. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's funny. That makes me giggle. Mm. Good try. So it's bringing up for me um, a couple things. One is um, during one of my global life coaching certification programs, um, one of our attendees um, was a young man from the hood in Los Angeles Mm. and um, it took a lot to get him there and it was a gift that I gave him and I asked him to please come and I told him that it would make a difference for me if he came and that's actually how I got him there was it was a personal request that he come and he had done some work for me and in, in his eyes, I could, I saw him, right. I could just see him and I didn't know what I was seeing, but I knew that I felt safe with him, even though probably 99% of the world wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. I did for some reason. And I invited him and he came and, um, you know, the work of right now we're talking about honoring our young men, right. Really allowing them to feel and, the weight of the world is on their shoulders because it's the messages we give them, right? Man up. You got this. You can handle this. You be a man. What? You're not being a man, right? I mean, you could tell me all of what those are. There's so many. So this, this young man who happened to be, let me be really clear with you guys, 22, about six foot six, um, very strong tattoos everywhere, Mm -hmm. shaved head, didn't have to have a shaved head, but had a shaved head. And he came. And after the first day, there's many processes we do in the training because the training is about bringing you through discovering your authenticity, your passions, your gifts, your purpose, your adversities, right? So that you can support others in doing the same. And I don't know if he was expecting so much to be brought through the program he would give to others. Um, So at the end of the first day, there's this whole process, and I won't share what it is, but he came up to me, and people were all working with each other. There's a lot of work in individuals and group work. And um, he said, I I need to speak with you alone. And I said, okay, come on, let's go find a spot. And we found a spot in the corner because it's hard to find rooms, but we found a private spot. And he just looked at me and said, there's something wrong with me. And And he was frightened. Like, I've never seen this big, giant man who I would expect to protect me like frightened, like a frightened puppy. And he just fell and he fell on me and he just started crying, bawling. Like I didn't even know what to do except to hold him and tell him he was okay. And he said to me, shy, the weight of the world is on my shoulders. I don't know how to be a good man. I don't know how to be a man. And he cried and cried and cried for honestly about an hour and a half And he finished and he looked at me and he was horrified and embarrassed that he had just cried on me. And he was like, I'm so, I'm not a man. How could I have done that? But then I looked at him. I said, Oh no, you're such a man. You're more a man now to me than you've ever been that you could just do that and allow me to hold you. Mm. What that did for that young man was it changed his life. He was allowed to be the sensitive, sweet guy he really is that he had been protecting for so long. He had been just protecting that space in him, and he didn't think it was allowed to live. Mm -hmm. And who he became after that was my personal assistant, and he lived with my daughter and I for two-plus years, like lived with us and Mm. took care of us and protected us and was the person that I ended up counting on and felt the safest with in our life. 
someone who other people would turn and run if they saw or walk the other way. And he became a love of our life. He is of mine and my daughter's. And so, again, I want to share how important it is that we honor each other as human beings, right? And be a safe space for the boys. Be a safe space for the young girls. Teach them about how to be safe with each other. This is the way we're going to create a world that our children can thrive in, a real conscious, compassionate world. It begins with us as adults and how we're relating to the children and youth in our sphere. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. You're welcome. Um, it, it reminds me of a quote that kind of coincides with this final uh, segment I want to touch on. Um, the quote goes, the more stressed and frustrated we feel, it usually is because we have too much focus on ourselves. It's kind of mm. loosely how it goes. So the more we focus on ourselves, the more stress we're susceptible to kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And when we take the focus off of ourselves and we put it on how can we be of service, how can we help someone else, then that energy is transferred or it's transmutated. Mm-hmm. And that's what that reminds me of. And just in being able to have that perspective and to, to hear your heart communicate to you and not have your your what visually shows up in front of you mm-hmm. or whatever programs are embedded based on society telling you that somebody that looks like this is associated with danger, you know, alert, mm-hmm. watch out, turn your cheek kind of thing. I really, I really appreciate that. And with, with that shared, um, you know, what would be maybe a few things or maybe the most important thing that you feel you could share for people that are looking to discover their gift? Hmm. That's a great a really good way to wrap this piece up. And I have two things. I pause for a moment, by the way, because I really take your questions in. Mm. And um, I want to answer from my heart. So the first thing that's coming up for me is a quick little story. When uh, So my mom died when I was 12. And my house burned down. Um, not long there after before actually house burned down mom died and before that what many people don't know is that I'm a sexual abuse survivor Mm. Um, and so I had many tragedies and adversities happen to me at a very young age and um, when I was 18 I went to college and one of the best gifts that college gave me was they said oh everyone has to do community service Everyone has to be involved. Here's a list of all the places to do community service. You have to pick one or you can't, like, you don't get credit for the semester or the year or whatever. So I picked a parent-child center because, to me, that is what I loved was kids always. And um, because I was a troubled youth, that's been always been my passion is kids. And so I went to this parent-child center having no idea what I was getting myself into. And because I was the one who was giving my service right? We're hearing that word, everyone, right? Service. I was Mm -hmm. the one giving service there. Um, I said, so what should I do here? And the very first day they said, oh, we're doing the nurturing parent program. So your job is to work with this group of 20 kids over here. And we're working with their parents who have abused them. And we're going to teach the parents about healthy ways of being with their bodies and their minds and about healthy ways of treating their children. And you're going to teach the children this curriculum. And they handed me a book and kind of brought me through it. And I was like, what? I was like, I have a room of 20 abused children. I had no idea. Now, me being a young sexual abuse survivor, that was like it. I was not anticipating that. And I wanted nothing to do with it. Let me be really clear. Nothing. It was like all of a sudden bringing up my entire everything I wanted to run away from. But I was there and it was my job and I did it. What I didn't expect was that the more I gave to these children, the quicker I healed. 
And it became this very selfish, which was part of one of your questions, and I wanted to attend to that. My healing became very selfish for me, but what I learned in that was the more I gave, excuse me, I cried for a moment, the more I gave, the quicker I healed. So the Mm. more I could be of service and get involved with that which was causing me a burden inside, the more I could help others the more that burden disappeared. And then it became this like thing was like, the more you give, the more you get. Right. And that's part of discover the gift. It's this, you know, the more you give, the more you get the infinite feedback. That's where that comes from. Actually, that concept was, that's where I learned that the more I actually gave of myself to be of service to those in need, the quickening of my own healing and my own understanding of who I am, what my passions are and where my gifts are just started snowballing in a really positive way. And what I thought was going to be the most horrible semester of my life ended up being the most inspirational. And I never stopped doing that work. In fact, the whole four years I was there, I dedicated myself to that work, to the nurturing parent program and to teaching children boundaries and safety and care for themselves and powerful words to keep themselves safe and to honor their voice and their bodies. And that is what healed me. That's Mm. what allowed me to move forward in life. Mm. That's beautiful. What, What comes up for me in that is that it's my suspicion and my, it's pretty obvious actually to me at this point that the quote unquote healing journey because so many people are on a healing path a healing journey they're trying to transform their health um we cannot we cannot put aside our our passion for life like that to me is the 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 most powerful healing frequency is h-o-p-e l-o-v-e Right. Yes. F A I T H. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I really have come to that place where it's like you can do all everything else, all the tools, all the nutritional stuff, and it amplifies everything else. But the thing that actually heals you is a is an intrinsic endogenous force or energy within you that's already there, but it, it might be repressed or suppressed. Mm-hmm. Um and, yes. it, and, it, and all this other stuff helps to amplify that. But if you don't get to that and work with that, um, which I just call like what you're here to do, your divine mission on the planet. Mm-hmm. If you don't get to that, then it's like you're going to be on this perpetual loop of looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, not realizing that it's right underneath your nose this whole time. Yes. And you know what's coming up for me is authentic congruency. Okay. Right? authentic congruency the more we can be authentic with who we really are you know the passion test i'm just going to chime in for a moment yeah one of the most powerful tools i've ever experienced in a quick fun silly aha omg right my program has all of that in the movie and all of those things but my mentors chris and janet atwood excuse me created the passion test And they're part of the Transformational Leadership Council, and they are who inducted me into the Association of Transformational Leaders. And um, so they're amazing. They created the Passion Test. The Passion Test is a simple, effortless, quick way, and I'm a licensed facilitator of the Passion Test as well. Um, But it's a really simple question and answer way of looking really quickly at what really is most important to you. Like if you had you know, 10 things when my life is ideal, I am right. I am. And the words we put after hold a lot of power. So 10 things. So my life is ideal. I am the passion test dives into those 10 things. And then through a very simple, fun questioning process helps you hone in really quickly on the top five, which often surprise people what they end up being. Even Jack Canfield, when he did the passion test and shared with all of us about how funny it was for him, what he thought was going to be in his top five, one of them was his last one. It was number 10, and he thought, no way. How could that be there? But through some simple questions that allow you to dive deeper and deeper, you get to an authentic space within you. Hmm. 
And then you get to look at those passions and how they inspire you. And then I take that space and then we dive into the eight steps so that you're unfolding and discovering your gift based on what you're really lit up and passionate about. And I I think that's a really key piece to living a life you love and living a healthy life, right? A lot of dis-ease is brought on by the burdens of the mind. And so the more we can live a healthy life, the less burdens we have, the easier it is to make good choices. Mm -hmm. If our minds are burdened with everything that's wrong with us and we don't have the energy to make healthy choices, what happens is when those choices come our way, We don't choose in favor of our health, right? If it's so burdened and so clogged, we can't even get there. We just choose the quickest, easiest thing. Mm -hmm. But when our minds are more open and less burdened, we actually get choice. Um, I hope this is making sense to you and answering that question. Of course. It's absolutely perfect. Perfect. And so that's part of why having a healthy, we talk about mind, body, spirit, because that's the wholeness. That's where health comes in is through that wholeness and connecting all of that. And that comes with authentic congruency, with being authentic about who you really are, what really lights you up and inspires you, and then activating and creating pathways that allow you to truly live into your gifts, right? Mm. That to me is my purpose. And that's why I'm here, which was to discover that that was my purpose to help you discover yours. Oh, fantastic. Well, this was an incredible way to conclude this beautiful conversation. And where can everyone find out more about you and your work? Well, thank you. You can definitely www.discoverthegift.com. And then you can find me on Facebook. And the best way there is my personal page. Um, It's full, but I'm available to people under Cheyenne Joy. And then I have a professional page. And LinkedIn is a wonderful spot to find me as well. And I'm here and available to respond to questions um, if anyone has any. And it's me doing it on the other end because I believe in being authentic. And I don't want other people speaking for me. Mm. fantastic (laughs) wonderful yeah well thank you so much for joining us it was a pleasure well thank you Ronnie as always it's such a pleasure to spend time with you and and I want to thank you for something too your growth by the way has been really beautiful to watch Mm. and um, I want to honor and acknowledge you for listening to your voice you really did and you really stepped through your fear And you created a world that is engaging people in their health and in their bodies and in their minds. And to me, there's nothing better. Like you are really giving people access to to living, to living, you know, and that's, that's why you're here. And it's why we're here. And, and thank you for just being so honorable and authentic and real. I treasure you. Mm, Thank you so much. I really, really received that. And it means a lot because you have you were present there um, when I was in a different stage of my my development, and uh-huh. it really just sinks in. Actually, as you say those words, it sinks into every fiber of my being, and um, I really received that. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for embarking on the journey you did for discover the gift because that movie allowed me to further discover my gift and i think that um given the time i might uh get that on on my gaiam account and uh give it another go for the first time in a couple of years so i'm looking <laughs> well, forward to well, it <laughs> wonderful i look forward to the review it's so yes. funny i know we're ending but one of the giggles that i have with discover the gift is you know one a friend of mine is um michael beckwith reverend michael beckwith and he and ricky his wife and i have spent a lot of time together and we were at a screening of discover the gift once together some big presentation and michael was speaking and finally we were watching the movie first and Michael and Ricky are sitting right in front of me and I was giggling. I'm like right between their faces and we're laughing. And finally they look at me and and he said, Cheyenne, I, did you put this in here? I didn't see that last time. And I said, no, that's been there all along, Michael. And Ricky (laughs) goes, Cheyenne, every time I see this, there's something different. Are you sure you're not playing with us? (laughs) Mm. 
And the beauty of that, that was like the best compliment in the world to me. Mm. Why? Because no matter where you're at in your own development and in life, there's a message for your growth, for your positive potential in that space. Yep, I I have the same experience here. There's always something new that comes up, which is why it is timeless and uh, limitless. Yes. Mm. Mm, I love that. And created to be that Mm -hmm. um, for people to grow and thrive. And so blessings, blessings, Ronnie. And thank you so much for this time with you. Mm, Yes. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show with our amazing guest, Cheyenne Joy Aziz. Check out her work. Check out the movie, Discover the Gift. Really, you're in for a treat if you haven't seen it. I'm just going to say that. So, um, yeah, what an incredible conversation. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode. Aloha. Mm. Aloha.